I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is a chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte, Thursday edition of Orange Nation. You know what Thursday means. We've got uh, Dan from the Wildcat Sports Pub at 1230. We've got the Hall of Famer Jim Beheim, 1 o'clock. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7644. Plenty to talk about today uh, following a, a second straight lopsided loss, Pauly. This one wasn't good, Steve. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, when Syracuse gets blown out and the zone's bad, you normally see, it's not even the zone is bad, I would say. Like, if you look at the Virginia Tech game, that ball was pinballing around. Yeah. Last night felt it, a lot like that. Did it? It didn't to me. <laughs> Open looks? It, it was. They weren't moving the ball against the well, zone. It was, it, was a, it was a pass to the guard, back to the guard. Oh, back I, th- to the I guard. thought you meant the fact that they were getting wide open looks. Wide open look. Yeah. And they were not beating the zone. No one was there. Gotcha. I don't know whose fault it was. We'll ask Coach that when we have him on the show. But Joe was falling back, and there was no forward within 10 feet of anybody. How about the first possession of the game? The very first possession of the game. Miss, rebound, miss, rebound, miss, rebound, three-pointer. I I think at that point, you probably had the same feeling I had that this is going to be a long night. They can't rebound, and... (laughs) And if Clemson makes threes, it's uh, it's over, and uh, and that's exactly what we saw. Clemson plus ten on the glass, fourteen made threes, and uh, and there you have it. Another uh, another lopsided loss, eighteen point loss on the road at Clemson. Uh, I'm going to say something that I normally say during football season, Steve. That I I don't think I've ever said during basketball season. This will be addressed to Jim Beheim, Coach Wild or AD John Wildhack. Fix it. I'm not calling for anybody to get fired. I'm not calling for anybody to retire, but fix it. No fan base has to watch that. Fix it. Yeah, it was uh it was over in a hurry last night. It felt over in a hurry. And you know, Syracuse was down well, they were down ten four minutes in. It was thirteen three right off the bat. It was also what was going on? Like I I got we one of the most famous moments on this broadcast of a show is it's not a chemistry lab, Steve. What was that? It was a chemistry lab, man. That was not that was not normal Syracuse we, subbing rotation. We saw Quidier Copeland early. Uh, I mean, they listen. They they tried a lot of different guys at the forward position, and, and we saw that. We saw. Uh, Justin Taylor playing the two a little bit. It it was it was a little bit different than what we've seen. Why? Why why now? Looking for answers. I don't know. But why 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 are we looking for answers with three games left in the season? The, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I might steal a line from that the classic color Tucci. Like I know 
that the starting five is the best lineup. Let them ride. It, I've been saying that for two weeks now. Let it ride, man. Let's go. Let's go with the if they're the best five because they're starting. Let's go. Let's ride them. Yeah, ten guys played last night. Uh, nine guys played double figure minutes. We we had that question yesterday: Who's going to play more, Copeland or Hema? And uh, you know, we you you said I'm not sure either's going to get in the game. Copeland played 12 minutes last night. I don't get why. He got a bunch of threes dropped in his mug. Yeah, defensively it wasn't good. Um, yeah, I want to I want to let people I want to tell you what our show is going to be today. You ever see one of those rage rooms, Steve? I I haven't seen it, but I can guess what it is. They they allow people to just go in and break stuff. We're going to sit here quietly and let people rage. Okay. I'm going to This will go I well. I don't care how dumb the take is, you just say it. There's only one there's only one thing I'm going to say. If you say Nate Oates, <laughs> I was just going to say that. If you say Nate Oates should be the next coach at Syracuse, I'm hanging up on you. That's the only thing uh, I'm going to say. Uh, that's the only thing that's off limits, all right? You sent me a couple screenshots last yes. night that I just Yes, if you if you say the New Mexico State coach or NATO should be the next <laughs> head coach at Syracuse, you're out. That's all that's off limits. Yes. Okay. This will go well. It should. You know, we always get told, we, you know, people are angry at us because we don't want them to rip the whole thing down and tear it up. Now, if it was, like, would I be in a different spot, Steve, if it was like what's going on at Notre Dame? You're coming off a of Sweet 16 and now you got, I might be. It's just... I'm not at that point where everybody can, where I'm ready to can people. All right, let's go to Nash and Syracuse. Hey, guys, how you guys doing today? Good. Rage, man, rage. No, there's no rage in, Polly. Serenity now. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'm, let me start off with the one thing I think we agree on. I, the program has not hit rock bottom. It, like, it could get worse than this. But this isn't good, and you can see they've got problems on the horizon. Like, I'm just looking at the roster now. If we're being honest, I think we got to say it's highly unlikely Judah's going to be back here next year. I think you're kind of getting that vibe now, right? I don't know. I don't know. I saw a lot of people panicking on Twitter last night. Like, oh, my God, he's at six three-pointers in a row. He's going, like, yeah. that's not, that's not yeah. moving him up into the top 30. You know, well, let's let's say it's fifty-fifty at best. It could, you know, if we're being try try to be realistic. So that leaves us with the rest of the freshmen. I don't think any top twenty-five programs are going to be tripping over themselves to chase any of these guys. Which leads me to my point: they're gonna they're gonna have to go heavy in the portal. They're probably going to need three starters. I I don't see how they can pencil in any of these guys as starters next year and feel good about them. Not if they want to be good. I don't know. I, I, I do agree with you, Nash, in that I, I think Judah is the, the biggest piece to the puzzle. Um, in terms of whether he stays or goes, we've seen him improve. I mean, he's he's getting better and better. Uh, and the fact that he's adding a three-point shot, it, it makes him more attractive, certainly. Um, if you see the mock drafts that are out there, you know, you're, you're starting to see his name associated with the first round in 2024. Which yeah. would be I would was, be uh, great. For I was Syracuse. reading uh, mock drafts yesterday, Steve. There's uh, three point guards in the top uh, thirty going, and Judah projected. Mintz, yeah, yeah. Judah Mintz was forty fifth. Yeah, 
still pretty good. It um, is. It is. But is it more lucrative to play Division One basketball next year? That's an interesting question. Assuming you elevate yourself into the first round. No, yeah. Well, no, no. If he stays at 45, is it more lucrative oh. to play college basketball next year? That's an interesting statement. And the other one is, will it be at Syracuse? If it is more I lucrative. thought you meant long-term because I think, you know, the, the long-term benefit of landing in the first round, obviously guaranteed contract, more money, so on and so forth. The, the benefit of going earlier is you get to that second contract sooner. So if you bet on yourself and you're right, you get to the second contract sooner and you're able to cash in. Um, you're right. Now, the, the fact that, that, that student-athletes can get money now makes it a tougher decision, I think. Right. Because, you know, if, if you can make it worth your while to stay and uh, – and work on your game here while still putting some money in your pocket, and then the thought being you go from forty fifth to twentieth, then yeah, that's that's but more attractive. A, the also, it may be more attractive to go play somewhere else in Division One basketball next year because some schools may have a lot more money, and that's part of the that's part of the problem now. Right, it's part of the equation on whether or not you're getting people. All right, let's go to Dro. In Clay. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good, how are you? You want to rage? <sighs> well, listen, I know. Let, 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 let's be honest here, okay? Mm-hmm. I, and just give me a minute so I can get through this here. Um, as you guys know, over the years, I've been, been, been Jim Band's biggest supporter. You know that, okay? I'm not asking for a Tom Landry exit like Jerry Jones did to Tom Landry in the spring of 1989. It was, I believe, or 88, whatever it was. But look, the guy has given us everything to the university. Something has to give here. Okay, and I, and I know you guys in the radio, you guys are in a position where I'm not sure the university, whatever. You, you, there's certain, there's, there's certain, I, as a fan, I can say, ask different things and say different things, but I'm also not being getting paid to do this. You know what I'm saying? You guys are. So you have to be careful how you get asked, asked questions, and I, and I respect that. Uh, some colleagues may not agree with that, but you guys have a job to do. You got, yeah, you know, provide food and a table, all that stuff. But bottom line is this. Something has to give here. This is, we have, we're talking about Judah Mintz leaving. We might even have anyone back next year. Do we have any recruits coming in next year? Am I, am I okay with hiring outside the family? Yes. But I'm not going to go out and get some schmuck to come in and coach the program either. Something has to give. And what I mean is this. Something has to give in that the university has to make an announcement. And I'm going to give it until the week of April 10th after the Final Four is over. Something, something, something has got to, this is It's not working anymore. It's getting frustrating watching. I'm not, again, I don't want to sit there and say, you know, fire Jim Bam. No one's asking him to fire. We're asking him to, what is the plan going forward here? How much longer does he have? It's, the zone is not working anymore. We, we, the team looks disinterested. We can't score. There's, it's a it's a train wreck. It's nothing that I when I grew up as a kid, SU basketball was it. We were the talk of the country. We were exciting. We were flamboyant. We were fun, and we got after it. And we were relevant every year. Some years are better than others, and and we made deep runs. But where are we going here? This this is this is no longer working. And I hate coming on the airway saying this. I would love Jim Bam to make one last run for a national championship and, you know, tell everyone off. It's not going to happen with what we have going on right now. And it pains, me, it pains me to say that. I'm not saying fire the guy and throw him to the wolves. 
what I'm saying is, what is the plan going for? That's what I'm asking. Where are we going here? This is this is this is nothing is working. We're stale. We're not what we were. I mean, we had Sherman Douglas, Derek Coleman, John Wallace, Todd Bergen. Through the years, we've had great, exciting basketball. This is not, this this is this is this is awful. And and here's the thing: we've had double digit losses every year for the last nine seasons. We never had I. Growing up as a fan before that time, I never we never experienced double digit losses. Maybe once or twice, and that was it. And that was 1997. We lost 13 games, and I believe in 2002 we lost 12 or 14. Okay, that's it. Since 2014, we've had nine. Nine. Come on. We I mean we we can't. So I'm asking you guys. Where are we going from here? What's the plan? Am I am I am I being unrealistic? Say the university has to make it. I mean, Jim cannot be at his last press conference of the year and saying, "Yep, I'll be back next year. See you guys next year," and just walk out. And just, you can't. That can't happen. Where are we going from here? What's going to happen? What do you want to happen? What needs to happen? There's a lot a lot to dig into, but I, I, I'm at a loss. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's it's too bad. It's too bad to come to this, and it, it's just too bad. That, that's all I can say, and, and you, you hate to see, you hate to see a, a legend go out like that. But unfortunately, that's that, that's where this is trending right now. Unless we, and let's face it, we're not making any term. We're not making the NIT, the CBI, whatever it is. We're not making. Come on, let, let's be realistic. Well, here. you get so in the CBI if you, you want. You get in the CBI if you want. Okay, to. You pay be, to get in that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. I know. I know. It's it's bad, and I think I think it's part of back to back twenty point losses, and I think. I think you got to wait out the season too, right, Steve? Yeah, I don't think anything's going to be uh, said right. now. Um, you got to see how it ends. Yeah, like everybody's like, it's all over. This team's completely lost. You don't know that. You don't know that. These are college kids. It, this may light a fire under them. It may be over. It may be. I think we can. Uh, can we all agree that it's uh, it's ACC tournament or bust at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Okay. Because yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, and I and I don't. If Syracuse is going to do what Duke did and what, I mean, North Carolina was different and handed it over, but Duke Duke came out and said, hey, Coach K's here for, I know Jim Baham doesn't want the hoopla, and I don't know that he'll get it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think there's going to be parades for him in ACC schools. Like, you know, he, he's not been around the ACC that long. Like, if it was still a big East, it might be different. You know, I don't think Wake Forest well, cares. Well, it definitely would be different. Yes. Yeah, I don't think Wake Forest cares that Jim Beheim's retiring, you know? Um, but I, if that, I've been saying, if they have a plan, just tell us, I don't have an issue with that. Say, Hey, this, and I think it's more fair to the guy who's getting the job next. If he's on the bench, if you say, Hey, I'm here one more year and this is who take it over. Well, they didn't do that at Duke though. They said Kay was leaving, but they didn't say who he, they well, were hiring. Well, Shire was right. coming, you know. You well, know. they, again, they wanted, the school wanted but Amaker. But mid season because that story leaked. It wasn't official, official till after the year, but yes, um, I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, and, and we've we've asked Jim Beheim that before, and he he said that. You remember, I asked him last year. I said, "Will will we know when you've coached your last game?" And then I said, "Will you know when you've coached your last game?" And he 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 didn't exactly answer the question. Um, I don't think we're getting a, a year heads up on this, but that, that, that's just my opinion. I, I think he I may have to. I don't think we're getting the, you know, the farewell tour. I don't think that's happening. Well, he's. Not, I don't think he'll get one. <laughs> like 
if we play Georgetown once more that year, yeah, they'll do something. But I don't think there's going to be some farewell tour at Georgia Tech. Like I don't see it. I don't. Well, the, it, it, whether I he wants it Coach or not, I can see Coach K coming out and doing something. But that's about it. Or whether he gets it or not, I mean, it's certainly going to be a farewell tour locally. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. There's going to be a lot. Of, listen, there's going to be a lot of national attention. Yeah. Whether or not he gets it, you know, road game to road game, and but there's going to be a lot of national attention throughout the season. And I, I just I don't know as if we're going to see that or if he wants that. I don't think he wants that. You may not have a choice. Yeah. The fans may want it. You know, here's another thing I want to do before we take a quick timeout. I've spoken to the guys, the assistant coaches. You and I have asked them on air. Everybody's like, we can't have in-house because they're going to play zone. No, they're not. It doesn't mean they're going to play zone. We've asked the assistant coaches, yeah. and they've all said, no, I won't play zone in my head coaching job. You know, yeah. I mean, they're they're going to be their own coaches. They're yeah. going to put their own stamp on you know whatever program they they lead one day if it's if it's here or somewhere else. Um, oh, that all right. Be- I, I I'll give it to to Drew and to Nash. That was uh, huh? that was controlled I was rage. Ready, I was ready to change our uh, our artist of the day to Limp Biscuit. Just play <laughs> break stuff the whole time. All right, uh, we do have to hit a timeout. Other people want to chime in. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll we'll get to more of your phone calls next on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Q's fans were not doing this last night, Steve. Dancing on the ceiling. Artist today, Lionel Richie. As we are efforting Jim Beheim right now. All right, and after this, uh, phone lines will be open the rest of the way. 315-437-7644. We're having a uh, vent fest. We are. It's been controlled uh, controlled he, chaos today. Yeah, I, I, I got to give people credit that they are uh, a lot calmer than uh, I had expected. I thought Nash really set the tone today with the first call. With his uh, serenity now comment, they could put everybody in the proper frame of mind. So thank you, Nash, if you're still listening. But it's uh, you. You said it was going to be rage today. It's been controlled, controlled rage. I feel like the rage was all vented on the post game show that last could be. night, and hopefully people won't have to vent their rage uh, for the post game show against Pittsburgh uh, on Saturday. There's no pregame because of the lacrosse game, but you can catch a Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW post game show. With Pittsburgh on QSportsTalk.com, Brian and Eric Devendorf. All right. Well, while we're waiting uh, to connect with Coach Beheim, uh, do we want to play uh, his opening comment from yeah. last night? Yeah. Why don't we we get a taste of uh, what he was talking about post game last night, and uh, and hopefully we'll we'll bring you Coach before too long. Well, they got off to a really good start. <laughs> Tyson, we gave him some open shots, and you know, he, he makes those shots. Our defense was just not good early. Offensively, we had trouble Jesse getting Jesse in position, and he had trouble doing anything in there. Uh, really, Judah had a big game, and that kept us within some reason for a while. But they're just much better than us. They're very difficult to beat here anyway, and uh, I think they're really good. I think they got a really good team. They just 
got off we lost a couple games early in the year but they're a much better team now for sure and uh, we just didn't react well defensively tonight and again that was a a huge game last night for Clemson. You knew you were, you were going to get their best shot, and uh, and Syracuse got their best shot and was was unable to answer. Um, you know, Tigers are are fighting for a top four seed, double bye in the ACC tournament. They're they're hanging on for dear life right now. NC State won again last night. Uh, NC State continues to put the pressure on. Uh, we saw Virginia go down last night, Paulie, on the road at Boston College, and that game wasn't even close. Uh, BC really dominated them. Uh, I, I watched that game was kind of flipping back and forth because it, especially in the second half when the Syracuse game got away, I was, you know, flipping back and forth to see if uh, Virginia could make it a game and Virginia just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, BC deserved to win that game and won by double figures. So Virginia's out of the top seed at the moment, which could impact Syracuse. So Steve, are they the best team in the ACC? They weren't last night. After losing, yeah. So you got to <laughs> wait till the end of the season. They weren't last night. To find night. out who the best team in the ACC is. I know that takes the fun out of our jobs, but I guess that kind of goes back to how I am as a fan. I don't know who's going to win until I know the season's over. Yeah. I guess my my bigger point at the time was I don't think Clemson's the, the best team in, in the conference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to figure out at the top. And right now it's Miami in that one seed. And, you know, there's a there's a really good chance that it, you know Syracuse could be in the 8-9 game and then they would have to play the number one seed if they were to advance. Yeah, just getting a little heads up. Uh, we've been informed Coach Beheim is on his way to the office. We'll uh, get him as soon as we can. All right, let's let's uh, let's get one more because we, we obviously we're going to touch on this with Coach. Uh, we'll ask him about uh, the defense last night. Let's uh, let's hear from uh, Coach Beheim on uh, Clemson's offense versus SU's defense. They're just moving the ball good. They really moved it well, and we did, did not make the rotations that we need to make, and they got some open shots and made them. Our defense really has slipped the last two games. It's not not what it was. We were playing better defense, but uh, you know we just got a couple of days to work on it, and try to get better. Yeah, and and some of defense is is rebounding, right? And we saw right off the bat that they just couldn't close out the possession. And if you give major division 1 college basketball players, you know, four cracks at at a at a possession, chances are uh, they're going to find a way to uh, to knock one down, and, and that's what happened on the very first possession of the game. Three offensive rebounds, they got four cracks at it, and uh, it led to a three, and that kind of set the tone. And, and again, Clemson plus 10 on the glass last night, uh, and the Tigers uh, finished with 14 made threes uh, to seven for Syracuse. Yeah, uh, you want to get one more thing uh, about Clemson from Coach Beheim, Steve? We'll hear her one yeah. more thought. No, their offense is good, but if you're de- – I mean, you can either say it's their offense or our defense, whatever you want to say. But, yeah, I mean, they're good. They moved the ball. They shot well, you know. Uh, when they missed early, we didn't get the rebound. And they got another three. And so the, the misses don't even count because they got it back and made a three. But, uh, yeah, and they moved the ball. They're, they moved the ball, and they've got good passers, and they've got guys that can shoot. And, uh, you know, Hall's good. I mean, Tyson, those guys are really good players. They're veteran players. I think they're a really good team that lost a couple games early. And Do you feel like it was ball? Like, I don't know if it was because I wasn't at the game and I it just it moves a lot faster when you're there watching it live. It didn't feel like the ball was moving like it normally does when the zone's getting beat. 
I mean, because you're specifically of, referring to the Virginia Tech game when the you're right, the ball well, was Duke zipping was around. Doing it too. The ball movement, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I think Clemson was was still moving the ball. I mean, it, whatever it was, they they were getting open shots. So you're just saying guys just weren't closing it out. It felt like on two passes, it was two passes and a shot. Whereas Virginia Tech was post out, post bang, other side. So they're like you couldn't react. This was it felt like the defense should have been able to react to what Clemson was doing, and it just wasn't. Well, and I don't know if it was because it was on TV and I wasn't there watching it. It just felt like. This wasn't a snappy offense that I've seen destroy the zone like it did. I thought they were going to drop a hundred on them at points. Well, it goes back to we just heard you know Coach Bayham say in one of those comments there that it goes back to execution that he said defense has slipped. So we'll uh, we'll ask him about that. What, what is it about the defense that has slipped in the last couple of games? Because you know Duke, who's not known as a, a good outside shooting team, uh, again Duke went into that game thirteenth out of fifteen teams in the ACC in three point accuracy. And uh, and they had a big day from behind the arc. So we'll we'll find out from coach what has slipped uh, on the defensive end. Shall we take a timeout here? We'll uh, we'll try to buy some more time with uh, as Coach Bayon makes his way into the office, and then uh, I, I, do we have time for a couple more bites? Oh, if you've got them, I thought we only had three. So no, yeah, yeah, we oh, got, we got more. Okay, yeah, we got more. Uh, coach uh, Bayheim on the level of play and the need to get a win. And we all have to play better. It's, I don't think it's one guy. I think uh, I think it's really everybody. I think you know, I mean, one time a forward didn't come up, one time the guard didn't drop. Um, it was no one guy. It was no one position. It was really everybody. You know, our defense just was nowhere near good enough. Yeah. Um... And like I said, the game game got out of hand uh, quickly. You know, it was thirteen point game at the break, and uh, and obviously Clemson able to go on to win it ninety one seventy three. And with that, let's go to our guest line and bring on the Hall of Famer uh, Jim Bay. I'm brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual. And uh, Coach, we were just listening back to some of your comments post game last night. Uh, defense in particular, you said you know the defense has slipped the last couple of games. What is it about the defense and the execution on that end of the floor that that you think has slipped the last couple of games? Well, just about everything right now. We're not getting out on the shooters, and then when we get out on the shooters, we're not getting back in to rebound, or they're getting into the high post and scoring from there. Again, Clemson was very efficient last night. They had a tremendous game. Um, you know, that happens. We, they're, they've lost just one game at home to Miami, and they're tough there. They always have been tough there. We've had some really good teams lose there. But it's a combination. Our defense has really struggled the last two games, and offensively, we're we're really not getting anything except Judah and Joe. You know, we've got to get some more offense. And you know, Clemson's a really good defensive team, but uh, I thought we had some opportunities uh, where we could score and didn't. But uh, it's. You know, our defense just isn't good enough right now. We're, uh, at times this year, our defense has been pretty good. It's been okay. We've been uh, kind of up in the middle. But now the last two games, uh, our defense was bad. And we just have to play better defense. It's as simple as that. It's Everybody is talking about changing, changing. We're a zone team. That's what we play. And if if it's not good enough, we got to get it better. You know. Man-to-man teams, Virginia lost by 15 points at Boston College. Nobody asked Tony Bennett to play zone. 
because that's their defense. They're a man team. And most teams shoot a little better from the three against man than they do against us. Most teams. Not every team, but most teams. So it's it's just about us playing better defense, and that's what we're not doing. We had a streak, a stretch of games where we played pretty well, and we were even on the boards. Now we're down six, eight, ten rebounds the last couple games. You know, that's we have been able to rebound, and now we're not. But it's, it's really getting on to the three-point shooters and then also doing a little bit better job inside. We were blocking more shots early. We were more effective inside uh, defensively. And, you know, we've just got to get better there. You know, Coach, you, you've now mentioned you got to get better blocking shots on the inside. And Jesse has struggled the past two games offensively. Is there a way you guys can do something to get him to play better offensively? You know, he's we, they're pushing him out, and when he's ten or fifteen feet out, he's, he 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 can't get by them. They're using, they're playing him physical, perfectly legally, and uh, he gets stuck and can't get to where he can score. Um, at the end, he got two offensive rebound baskets and a layup. So he really he really had like four points probably in the game until you know until the game was over, but. His points at the end were just, you know, they, they're they obviously, they're 20 up. They're not going to play the same kind of defense at that point. But he's getting pushed out, and, uh, you know, we've got to try to get the ball a little close to the basket. It's hard. It's hard against good defensive teams to get your center of the ball close to the basket. Good defensive teams push you out, Virginia and Clemson and Duke, and you're not going to get there. You're not going to get layups. And, uh, you know, he's still he, – he's he's developing a jump shot, but it's it's not there yet. And uh, he has trouble going from 10 or 12 feet away from the basket. Uh, but, again, you know, it's not just him. We need to score at the forward position. We need to be a little better at the forward position. Um, you can't ask our guards to do much more than what they're doing. Um, but – we have to find points in the forward position a little bit, but our defense has got to get it's it's all five guys. It's really not one guy. A couple times it was a forward. A couple times the guards let the guys go by. One time we didn't get back all the way, and they got an open three in the corner. Um, our guards really didn't get back, um, but it's it's a little bit of everybody. Jesse hasn't played as well defensively uh, as he had been. Um, it's not one guy. It's it's a, a team thing. Defense is always a team effort. It's not one guy or two. It's whether you're playing man to man or zone doesn't matter. It's five guys, and we're not playing good enough defense. And that's something we have to do better. Pittsburgh's just as good. They had us twenty points down here. They're a very good offensive team, and they'll be very difficult on Saturday. Quadier was your first guy off the bench, coach. What went into that, and how do you how do you get more scoring out of the forward position? Well, that was what we were trying to get somebody that could also drive, um, get to the basket. He's been good in practice. Um, he's been able to get to the basket. Uh, it wasn't as successful last night. Uh, he hasn't played a lot. He made a couple rotation mistakes in the zone that gave up threes, but. It was just a matter of, you know, we didn't score 
more at that position in the last game. So we're thinking, can we get something more from him? And it, it, he made a nice drop, but it didn't really, overall, it didn't work, bottom line. Uh, you touched on Pittsburgh. When, when you faced him back in December, I don't think we all knew just how good Pittsburgh was. Uh, and here they are at the at the top of the conference. What stands out to you? What impresses you about the Panthers? Well, they just they shoot it well. They're defensively very good. They can put the ball on the floor and make plays. Um, five guys that are 23 or 24 years old. And uh, fifth-year guys, fourth-year or fifth. I think most of them are fifth-year guys. And they play with a lot of experience and a lot of uh, ability. Uh, they had us 20 down. The only reason the game was close is our press worked. And our press is not very good right now. We're a little tired. Um, pressing takes a lot out of you. And uh, we're, we're just not able to bring that same defensive pressure that we did early in the year. Uh, we obviously can't let them get out like that. But they're very good. They shoot it. They handle the ball well. They're smart. Uh, typical veteran team. Coach, one last one for you. You know, I, I feel like I asked you this last year too, but you hear the calls we're getting and, and you see social media or, you know, at least I think you do. I don't know. I've gone to put words in your mouth. I don't. But, but what, what, do you, uh, what do you say to the fans that are frustrated right now with the, the way the program's going? Well, we're all frustrated. I'm frustrated too. We knew this was a young team. Everybody knew in the beginning of the year this team would struggle. I think all the predictors predicted 17 wins for this team average, right? Yeah. Well, what do we have? You're one short right now. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean I'm satisfied with getting to 16 or 17, but that's what everybody thought we would do. Um, We have a young team. Um, I don't think there's a a big surprise that uh, this would be a, a bit of a struggle. I think they've played well. I think we've we've won some some tough games and so against some good teams. It's tough to win at Boston College. Boston College beat Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, Notre Dame, somebody else up there. I mean, they're they're tough to beat up there. We won. You know, we've won some good games. We're I'd like to be a little better. We had a chance to squeeze out North Carolina or Virginia, and we didn't. Miami, we didn't. But we squeezed out some other games. But the bottom line is we're not happy with where we are. We've had back-to-back years before where we were in the NIT or not, and we expected this with this team this year. And, uh, you know, uh, these guys are all getting better. In, but the, in today's basketball world, you know, you have no idea who's coming back. You could have everybody back. You could have lose two, three, or four guys. And, uh, you know, the experience the, that they're getting wouldn't help <clears throat> help us next year. But uh, this was always going to be a tough year. Um, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I think we could do have done a little better, but coaches always think that. As as do fans, rightfully so. Our fans have been great. They've supported us all year. Uh, people make a lot about of attendance. We're like in the top three or four teams in the country in attendance again. So, um, you know, we're disappointed. Yeah, we're all disappointed. But I think everybody that looked at the season knew this would be a young team that would would struggle up and down a little bit, and, and that's been the case. 
Do you have a feel for who's coming back, or is that a conversation for after the season? Nobody has any ideas. I mean, there's guys that will test the water. There's guys that will think about transferring because you can. Um, we've had seven or eight people contact us already about transferring here. It's that's the that's the reality of what is going on. That's that's college basketball. So. You know, I think we have guys that should stay that are good players that can get better, but it's you, you just never know how people are going to react at the end of the year and what they're going to see as the possibilities for their future. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, three games uh, left in the regular season, then on to the ACC tournament. Coach, we appreciate the time. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Head coach Jim Behan brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual. And with that, we will hit a timeout here. Uh, Went a little bit long there, obviously. But phone lines open the rest of the way if you want to check in. 315-437-7644. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.